Chapter 1. The Message Ayano, you did a good job eliminating Osana, which was beneficial to me. For that reason, I've continued to support you, but you are a loose cannon and no longer actively useful to me. I have something planned next week that I will need a distraction for, so this is a formal notice that I will be releasing my information on you at the end of next week. Unless you can somehow convince me to change my mind, which I doubt, I recommend that you either leave as soon as possible or prepare to spend time in jail. Info-chan. Ayano stared at the text. After all she'd done, after every favor she'd given Info-chan, sacrificing precious senpai watching time. This? She hit the wall. She threw things. She stabbed the carpet and cushions and gouged marks into the furniture, mind racing. Betrayal! Fucking betrayal! Info-chan would die for this, information or no. Ayano would fucking show up and stab a hole right through that fucker's face and laugh in the pool of blood it would create. Fuck witnesses! She was going to prison anyway, inevitably. Grabbing her favorite knife, she stood up and strode for the door, because if she was going out, she was going out in a blaze of glory. She was momentarily diverted by another ping from her phone, which she raced back to get. Maybe Info-chan had reconsidered? Her hopes fell as she saw it was just a notification from MySpace. Wait, from Senpai? Forgetting her, her situation, she excitedly clicked on it and went to his page. A picture of Senpai grinned back, sitting on a bench in a park with a little girl who resembled him closely. Ayano's hackles raised as she saw how comfortable they looked together. She should be the only one allowed to sit next to Senpai. Reminded of her priorities, she tore herself away and collected her thoughts. Now that her brief murderous fit had passed, she could see with increasing clarity that blindly stabbing a traitorous bitch wouldn't solve anything. Instead, she was going to have to figure out a way to prevent Infochan from fulfilling her threat. She paced as she thought, twisting the knife in her hand. Stabby stab! Stabby stab! God, she wishes that a my bitch was here to feel it, or Senpai's brat sister. Even Corkscrew Head or that god-awful blue-haired pigtail skank. She paused for a second, still absently stabbing with the knife. Of course. Illuminated with inspiration, she ran to the scraped-up desk and rifled through its contents, praying that a necessary object was still there. Pulling it free, she grinned at the bottle of headache poison. Turns out her last favor from Infochan would come in handy after all. Ayano got up for school early the next day and spent 20 minutes putting on her innocent look. She'd found that, clad in mascara and light blush and a little eyeshadow, she could look pleasingly cute and naive. It wasn't something she usually stooped to, but for the next few days she would have to really establish herself as a non-threat. She compounded the effect with... Ugh, strawberry earrings. She'd stolen them from Osana without, while putting stuff on her phone, but they were popular enough for her to not receive any suspicion. She took a brief glance in the mirror, weak, soft-looking, and luminously big-eyed. Perfect. Now to be flirtatious. Awkwardly, she practiced a little eyelash flutter, followed by a cute gasp, brainless giggle, and a sweet wink. Christ, it looked like she'd been possessed. Whatever, anything for senpai. Walking into school, she received a fair amount of surprised looks. 
She tended to fly under the radar, but she really needed to push those sweet, innocent, and somewhat ditzy image, so she walked with a bounce. Blink, blink, giggle, giggle, and her suffering, etc. Corkscrew had a coconut. S caught her out with, with the caught up with her outside the reform room. Ayano chan, you look so cute today, she squealed. Inside, Ayano was curling a lip with disgust and wondering whether anyone would notice one missing idiot. Outside, she forced a smile and squealed back. Hoping to avoid any more chat, she walked to her desk, only for Coconut to plop down next to her and keep talking. This was going to be a long morning. Several hours later, the bell rang. Ayano nodded through Kokona's finishing remarks. She's such a bitch. She's a stalker. It's like, who cares what you saw me doing? And made her escape. Sneaking through the halls, she waited for someone to leave their lunch unattended. Eyes narrowed like a cat. She grinned as she saw Budo leave his bento and turn the corner to get a salty snack from the vending machine. Turning her head from left to right, she saw everyone was occupied, so she swiftly snuck up to the bench and neatly dropped the correct dosage into the box. Stepping back, she hid her face in the water fountain and watched him out of the corner of her eye. Opening the chopsticks, breaking them apart, opening snack, opening drink, sopping up drink spill with his napkin. She twitched with impatience until finally, finally, he leaned forward and took a big bite of rice. The meds kicked in fast. She waited until he cradled his head in his hands, then skipped up to him, pasting concern onto her face. Budo, are you alright? She chirped. He looks it up, face creased in pain. Oh, Ayano? I didn't hear you coming, sorry. You look kinda different, he said, blushing for some reason. Ayano mentally rolled her eyes. Uh, are you doing okay? You seem like you're in pain, she repeated. Oh, yeah, I just got a killer headache all of a sudden. I don't know why, he mumbled. Oh, she lisped, hating every insipid second. Maybe you should go to the nurse, Budo. Oh, uh, I don't want to create a fuss, he started awkwardly. It's no big deal, Budo-senpai. I'll go with you, she responded. Oh, okay then, he said and got up to follow her. Ha! Worm falling into her trap. She led him up to the nurse's office, waited for him to open the medicine- waited for her to open the medicine cabinet, and simpered at her until she was sure the nurse was focused. Then, she slyly tiptoed up to the cabinet and grabbed the objective. Yes! She snuck back, made her excuses, then walked down the hall, away from suspicion. Later, cushioned away in a safely isolated bench on the roof, she grinned down at the object in her hand. A tranquilizer to sedate the hysterical, enough to knock out a small-sized elephant. But Ayana wouldn't need that much, oh no. She just needed enough to knock out one skinny teenage girl.